Good afternoon. Welcome to Coffee and Conversation, a podcast brought to you by the Del Norte County Office of Education and Del Norte County Unified School District. I'm Jeff Harris, Superintendent of Schools for Del Norte County, and today we are going to be talking about MTSS. Um, I know we've talked about it a little bit before, but MTSS stands for Multi-Tiered Systems of Support. And joining me on the podcast today are two of the people probably most instrumental in working with this, um, I, I would say, concept um, within the district and has worked in the district in the county for the last several years around MTSS. And that is Lisa Howard, our MTSS specialist. Thank you for having me. And Nick LaFazio, the program specialist for special education. Thank you for having me. So Nick and Lisa, how long have we been talking about MTSS kind of as a concept? And, and you know, when did it kind of hit stride here in the county? In 2016, the state of California adopted the California Scaling Up MTSS initiative. And so we have been attending conferences and trainings and professional development around this um, since 2016 and really wrapping our heads around what the new framework and system will look like for Del Norte County. But, but it's not just, so I, I think you undersold, Lisa. What you and Nick have done, because you're not just learning and wrapping your heads around it. The MTSS framework that we have, you both have done a lot um, around MTSS for um, behavior, for academics, for attendance, for social emotional learning. Um, But before we dive into that, let's talk a little bit about MTSS, because when we talk when we talk this language, Uh, One of the first things that always pops up is the pyramid. Mm -hmm. So the pyramid has three levels. You guys want to talk about what those three levels are a little bit? Well, let me start it off by um, backtracking a moment to say this is a whole child approach. So all of the issues that a child walks into school with, like you mentioned, not just the academic learning piece, but social, emotional, behavior, attendance, all of those pieces and whole family matter to us under this initiative to provide access and equity for all students. And the way we do that is basically by meeting the children where they are, not, you know, what the end goal is, is not the first day of school, but the first day of school is, hey, where are you? Welcome. And let's get started from where you are at today. And that's where the tiers come in. Yeah. So the pyramid that you're referring to is the tiered system. So we start from tier one at the bottom to tier two to tier three. Tier one is our universal approaches with academics. That's your gen ed curriculum that's presented to the class, whole class. And um, from that point, it that's where we start to poke and prod and see where kids are at and see what kind of things we need to put in place. Um, Some kids get it right off the bat. Some need a little bit extra. So that's where you move into a tier two, more of a small group approach. Well, and And, because I think tier one, if I can stop right there, because with tier one, I mean, um, one of the things that we talk about a lot Mm -hmm. is the best intervention is quality first instruction, right? And I think one of the foundational concepts, if we're talking about the academics for every child, is 
every child with good quality instruction should be able to kind of grasp that concept, but 80% of them should be able to grasp that concept with that quality first instruction, right? Yeah. And so that's that tier one piece. Then when you yeah. go into the tier two, it's kind of what do we do for those other 20% that are still struggling a little bit? Yeah. So um, that's where we start discussing just in-class interventions. Maybe it's small group. Maybe it's just um, ability grouping class into different to or different sections of a topic um, and kind of just seeing what's going to work for those few. Um, and then again, yeah, you get into the next one to five percent of the classroom at that tier three level where it's more individualized uh -huh. right down to a kid's specific needs but not pulling them out not taking them it's not a special ed thing it's not a different thing it's still and it might be working with past teacher to come up with some concepts it might be working with the family to see what works at home what you can do in the classroom but it's still individualized in that classroom setting well, and I think that's really the critical part is it's not about lowering expectations. It's not about doing less. It's about giving every child what they need to, to access what's being taught, right? Yeah. So in tier one, you can think of it as that universal, all children will receive prevention and proactive stage. You know, programs that are included in this are things like PBIS. Mm -hmm. We have them K-12. Families are familiar with this, and uh, this is a support that in every grade level will help to structure expectations and consequences that go with behavior. And so then when you move into more targeted intervention, it's because we are drawing on data pieces. We're looking at universal screener data. We're looking at some of our data points like I-ready math scores, I-ready reading scores. We're looking at which SIPS level or reading lexile your child is at. Um, we're looking at writing proficiencies, interims, things of that nature, as well as how many behavior referrals did your child receive or how many times uh, did we need counseling referrals to address their needs. And it's with these kind of data points that we determine where tier two lies for a child to receive more targeted support. So in addition to what they receive in tier one, they're going to get even more and that's tier two support that smaller setting, um, more, more individualized based on what their need was indicating through their data. And so when we finally get to the very tip top of the pyramid, there's a whole process that we follow that is basically the SST process, the student study team. And that involves a whole team of people, including the parent, advocates, teachers, uh, counselor, principal, uh, folks like that, that will then determine a plan. So MTSS isn't about every child receives a plan. It's that it is the system by which we do business to address all needs of all children, no matter where they're at in schools. Well, and I think that's that's an interesting concept, right? It's not or, because like you said, Nick, right? we're not pulling students out. We're not doing... And what you were talking about, Lisa, it's that universal kind of piece. And then how do we build it as we go up? It's not or, it's more. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was... It was the best way, the easiest way that I ever had it kind of explained to me when I was first understanding this concept. It, it was pulled out of the public health model, that pyramid. And the way that they kind of made this make sense is that that tier one 
in public health is your your standard radio ads. Uh, for instance, smoking. Smoking is bad. They give you the stats. It goes out to the whole community. In tier two, maybe you're looking for like small group, just counseling or something that can help you kick the habit. And then that tier three is going to your doctor, getting a patch or getting a prescription. And it's very individualized, but that's the model that MTSS was pulled from. Borrowed it from healthcare. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I think that brings up another, well, Let's talk a little bit, though, because we apply this across the board, right? Academics, behavior, whatever. Yeah. Um, Lisa, you've been on before. We've talked a lot about attendance, mm -hmm. right? So let's talk a little bit about what, you know, I think a lot of people think about SARB, right, right. as the big stick, as the hammer. And that's not at all what MTSS is about. So let's talk a little bit just kind of as an example about all the different ways that we support students through this process um, before it becomes a, a SARB type issue. Right, so if we're gonna think about attendance and our expectation is that students will attend school except for reasons like illness or they have independent study, um, excused absences, those kinds of things, uh, and children are doing well with their attendance, uh, you'll see things like um, incentives at schools like popcorn parties if your class you know makes all the letters of your school name uh, because everyone's been in attendance 95% uh, or better with excellent attendance then they win a, a party at the end of that to celebrate um, what the goal was that we were all shooting for when we need more and students begin to miss 10% or more of the school year, our family engagement liaisons are out there doing outreach to families, having those conversations about how can we assist getting your child to school? Do you need help? Do you need assistance through transportation or other services that could be both through school and through community? Mm -hmm. And then once we get beyond that and we're like, um, severely chronic, which is 20% absence or, or more, we have real strong concerns. And really, by that point, usually that's when our SARB process and our family um, resource officer has come to pay a home visit to really knock on doors and have that direct conversation. How can we help you? So the, the layers continue to um, roll out as needed right. um, to figure out what the family needs. Yeah. And well, and I think that that's really important, you know, for folks to understand is as schools, I think people oftentimes see the end action or that kind of end component. Um, but I think that, you know, it's kind of like the iceberg picture that a lot of us have seen. People kind of tend to assume that we've only done what's visible, which is that tip of the iceberg sticking out of the water. But then 90% of that iceberg is under the waterline. And 90% of what we do with students is done within schools or it's done um, at this tier one or tier two level. And Nick, I know you deal a lot with uh, supporting staff and students with behaviors. And I think the same could be said there too, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um I think everybody's pretty much familiar with PBIS at this point, but um, it's built in the same way. The PBIS pyramid is just another section of the MTSS pyramid. And so you have your tier one universal expectations and rules in every classroom. Um, we teach them with fidelity to our students. And then we have um, those expectations throughout the year. And um, 
as the year goes on, as kids still try to bend the rules and get away with what they can, that's when you move more into that tier two, maybe a check-in, check-out, or some type of system where it's generic, it's not individualized to that kid. There might be a group that checks in with the counselor in the morning and checks out with their mm-hmm. in the afternoon, but just showing that they've earned their points, they did what they needed to do today, and they've stayed on on task behavior-wise. Um, and then, yeah, right up to tier three. So if those don't work, then you're at that tier three level where we start looking at individual incentives and things that will have a positive impact on that student's behavior in the classroom. Kind of like that individual behavior plan and yeah. those kinds of things. Um, and that's not all that we do, right? No. I mean, PBS, PBIS has been around here for a while, but we've mm-hmm. also brought in conscious discipline um, mm-hmm. for SELs, things like sources of strength that have yeah. really taken off. I mean, mm-hmm. again, 90% of what happens with MTSS is under that waterline. Yeah. Um, and maybe uh, I hope that folks in our community have either participated or know that we have other supports out there like youth mental health first aid and some of those other um, uh, programs that we actually train community members in to help with that universal tier one kind of support for all of our kids. Um, So Lisa, let's go back. You had said that um, once you hit that kind of tier two, maybe tier three SSTs were important. So, you know, I, I was an English teacher. I actually ran our SST process for our school as a, as an English teacher. Um, we've got family liaisons that can help now coordinate those on school sites. If, if I'm a family at home, um, what does that look like in saying, hey, my child needs help? Can we hold an SST? How would a family go about that? Well, this week is particularly important to voice those concerns as it's parent conference week. Yeah, just thought I'd throw that in. Right. There. <laughs> so, um, but as parents outreach to teachers and have conversations about their concerns, they can come to the conclusion based on evidence, based on the data, based on what the family need might be at the time. Mm-hmm. If the, the child's in trauma at this point, yes, we can understand why a parent might need to ask for this. Um, and... Uh, what this allows for is a process to be put in place that gives a plan for a child with more support that is individualized. And so the process looks like uh, the teacher or parent filling out the concern form about the child. And then the tier two team, which is the principal, school psychologist, and counselor review all of the either intervention or evidence that shows the child really does need more support than just the whole classroom environment, plus maybe some small group. And at that point, once they review it, they'll send it right into and schedule an SST meeting so that the parent can be involved and be part of the team in that conversation about how to best meet the needs of the child within uh, the school setting. And so at that point, then they'll determine, you know, what they're going to try as interventions at the tier three level and then follow up. You know, that's the other thing is that monitoring what we choose to do and then following back around to make sure, is it working? Do we need more? Or, you know, does the child, if if they're responding successfully, guess what? They're actually going to probably return to tier two because they need less support because it was successful. Mm -hmm. And then again, if tier two is working, they'll probably exit small group and just the whole classroom environment will be supportive enough. So you can go up and down the pyramid. Well, and I I think it's funny that you said it's a team approach because 
last week when we talked to the teachers about parent-teacher conferences, that's exactly what they said. This is a this is a family teacher team working to do the best that they can for for the student. Um, you mentioned the SST referral forms. Where can where can folks find those? So the tier two forms are just now rolling out to all the staff members and will be located on school web pages here shortly. Um, and you'll see it'll say, you know, does your student need more? And it'll be a button for for parents to make an inquiry. And at that point, it will go to the tier two team and they will, just like a teacher would, put in for uh, more support for their child and the team will get back to them. It, you know, it's a conversation piece that um, and tool that allows people to see, well, you're right, we could use some more support here or, hey, perhaps we should align a better intervention than what's already being practiced for this child's skill development uh, than what's already being used. So, you know, hey, it's good that we reviewed this. Here's what we found. And this is how we're going to move forward. Well, and I think the interesting part, too, is it's it really is an ongoing conversation. It's not a one off. It's a follow up. Um but I think even more important than that, we've got the families that sometimes are a little anxious. They have a little anxiety about asking for that SST because they get SSTs confused with other programs that we have, um, like uh, special education. They hear about this form or this team and they think it's an IEP, which is special education. But MTSS is not special education. No. Yeah, and I think Nick, you no. probably see that a lot where families I, struggle, just, and they just say, "Yeah, you know." I mean, and I can see where the the idea comes from because uh, MTSS was pulled out of a lot of research in RTI response to intervention and some of mm-hmm. those other models that were focused heavily in um, special education. But um, a lot of research comes out of special education that shows it's best for everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think, you know, that was another thing that we talked about on the podcast last week and it really was when, when a child is struggling academically, behavioral with attendance, um, SEL, what, whatever that, whatever that challenge is, um, the go-to really is not, let's find a program to plug them into and have them assessed for and give them a label. Uh, I mean, we don't label kids anyway. Yeah. Everything is open to every child that we have. But, um, the, you know, I think it's really important to understand that when we talk about MTSS, and if anybody listens to this podcast and they ever talk to either of you too, this phrase will come up. But but quite honestly, with most of our staff, really, um, that it re- really we're looking at that, how do we improve our practices so much that 80% of our kids really are getting at the first go around. And then with additional support, um, we work up to that pyramid where, it, like you said, Nick, one to 5% of our students, for whatever reason, may need that highly individualized support, not penalty, not discipline, but support. 
Well, the other thing I like about MTSS is it provides support for the adults. Right. And, you know, a lot of times teachers in their classrooms may struggle to meet the needs of those children that they've tried a couple of things and it just doesn't seem to be making progress on those learning goals. What should I do? And this tier two team that we have set up at every single school site is that consult. They are the ones that you bounce your ideas off of and say, hey, you know, this is what we've been trying in the classroom and it doesn't seem to quite address the need I'm seeing. And then the team, which is truly an intervention team, and sometimes does include other folks like the family engagement liaison, who's in direct contact mm-hmm. with families all the time, as well as a special education teacher who has done a huge range of interventions and is really a specialist in this area, can give some suggestions to teachers on, hey, you may want to try it from this approach versus the one that you're trying, because I think it'll better address this small group of children that really do need to make more progress on goals. Um, and so it's nice to have um, somebody to ask questions and bounce ideas off of and not feel like you have to struggle as a team member yourself on a school site. Right. Well, and just to kind of change gears slightly, but still talking about MTSS, um, I want our families to really also understand that we also have MTSS for families. Um, And I'm just thinking immediately about things like Connect Del Norte where when families think about this kind of universal access to housing or jobs or education or health care, um, I know you, you've you both worked hard um, along with our communications department to set up a website where families can go and they can get kind of that tier one information to say, where can I find these things for our whole family so that so that our child is ready to learn when they come to school? And then through that website and through referrals can get those tier two and tier three services if necessary. Um, Because we know that we've got a child for six, six and a half hours a day. But that means that they're with family members, with with what is that hopefully caring and supportive adult for 18. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's out there. And you've both done a phenomenal job to the point that people around the state are actually looking at Del Norte saying, What are you doing? Well, we love to include even our preschoolers in this model, right? Preschool, zero to five, it matters just as much as everyone else. And providing early family support actually uh, pays off in droves when it comes to child learning. And so that's where we knew we had to combine whole child with whole family supports in our community. And I have to say that uh, the the tech piece is mostly Lisa. I need tier three support for tech. (laughs) That's just because I rely on folks like Nikki Corpstein and Michael Hawkins to make us look good. (laughs) Well, hey, um, we're at the end of our time. I want to thank you both for joining me. Um, If families have any questions about MTSS or if uh, they need additional information, um, how can they get a hold of you? Well, that's a good question. We're (laughs) often busy and at many school sites, so I would say email is probably the best way so that we can always return emails. But you can also reach us in our coach's office, which is 707-464-0260. And on the link to this podcast, we'll make sure that uh, we get, uh, uh, or actually I should say the announcement on the webpage when the podcast is ready to be linked. Um, We'll get emails on there as well. And also, if you haven't done it, check it out, Um, connectdelnort.org. 
And uh, it's a great website. It's unbranded. So when you get there, you may go, who put this out? But it's actually the Delnor County Office of Education in collaboration with over 250 community partners. So again, thank you both for joining me. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Thank you.